Hi, and welcome to The Big Juggle, the podcast where I talk to fellow mums and experts in their fields about navigating life with a baby or two in tow. I'm Jessica Weinstein, and this week I'm talking to Hannah Feldman, the founder of Kidaddle. You might have heard of Kidaddle, or used it, when it was the go-to app for booking activities to do with your children. But since COVID-19, Kidaddle and Hannah have had to pivot to provide resources that relate to our new normal, where sadly many traditional activities are no longer running. She talks about this and about how she has been handling lockdown and homeschooling, as well as her varied career path that led her to starting Kadaddle. I hope you enjoy it. So you're the founder of Kadaddle. Can you tell me a little bit about what Kadaddle is and what you do? Um, yes. So I'm the co-founder of Kadaddle and we are the platform to discover um, the best things to do with your kids, whether in or out of home for entertainment, education, and everything in between. Really pleased that you're happy to talk. Absolutely. I always always, um, share any tips or tricks I've learned along the way and anything anything that can help other people. I'm always happy to to get involved. Great. Launched in 2017 as an app um, for things to do Mm -hmm. with your kids. And then we grew to a community on social media, on on newsletter and on web. Um, And now we're a platform, multi-channel with the main focus being on our website. Okay, and how has things changed from when you launched? Um, Obviously the world is a very different place to 2017. Um, Has Kadaddle had to change? Have you had to change your business model at all? Yes, absolutely. So before COVID, we were the kind of go-to platform for discovery and booking of things to do with your kids outside of the home. So if you wanted to see a show or go to an amazing museum or go away for a weekend or do anything as a family, we were the place to come. Um, We'd already been moving in that time to more of a content first business around inspiring content for your parenting and um, journey and your children's childhood. But that was absolutely expedited since March this year where now our focus has been serving up to families the kind of content they want to find to inspire, entertain and educate their kids, rather than about booking tickets for going to things narrowly. So can you give me um, an example of the sort of content that we could find on Kidaddle? Absolutely. So you could find, you know, 15 ways to have a scavenger hunt in your garden, how to do Key Stage 1 maths, how to um, make a space rocket with three household (laughs) ingredients, baking, um, English, art and craft, science, um, sports, uh, aerobics, uh, yoga you can do as a family. Basically, any, any activity that children can enjoy that cover any interest that a child might have you can search by the ages of your kids or the category in terms of the different interests and find relevant ideas and inspiration. Great. So you've already, um, previously to launching Kadaddle, you were, had a pretty bu- busy and varied career. Um, you were a lawyer in a magic circle firm, a banker, an advisor for James Kahn from Dragon's Day. So you've kind of done a lot of things um and then you've launched kidaddle which um seems like a bit of a a a departure from you know this the very kind of business focused um world that you were in previously um so can you tell me a little bit about that sure so i 
was the classic case of somebody that kind of left university not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. And I fell into a graduate scheme in an ad agency because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do something narrowly corporate, corporate, inverted commas. And after a while, I thought, no, no, I, I definitely want a bit more rigorous training in, in what I do. So I moved across to law and banking um, and did about five years in each. And actually really enjoyed my time there in terms of, you know, learning how to think and how to critique and how to research and deal with clients. I, I would never, you know, regret having spent that time. But I always knew when I was in those jobs that I was a bit of a square peg in a round hole in terms of I, I knew I had that creative side and a business or or more in me. Um, and it was never going to be the vehicle to get me there. And when I started working for James Kahn and, you know, in a super entrepreneurial environment, I realized quickly that I didn't necessarily want to be kind of giving um, advice and helping entrepreneurs structure their businesses. I wanted to be the person with the business. And a lot of opportunities came my way that just didn't pull on my heartstrings during that time um, for various different startups in the property and financial spheres. And it wasn't until I met my business partner and we had the idea for Kidaddle that I thought it was worth quitting the day job to really do something that I was passionate about, which is effectively opening children's minds to the world of possibilities out there um, via technology. Um, you already had kids. When I was working for James Kahn, I had twins. And when I went back to his portfolio of companies, my twins um, were still babies and I worked there for another couple of years. I think I left the corporate world all together when they were about between two and a half and three. Okay. So this podcast is all about looking at the way that we take our experiences from our professional lives and our lives as parents and, you know, what lessons can we learn and what lessons do we bring to each different role um, as a result of the experiences that we've had um, professionally and personally. Um, and, so I suppose, you know, you've had lots of different experiences um, in your various roles and obviously working for James Kahn and seeing how other um, people have set up businesses, the ideas that they've had, the ways they've gone about um, getting those businesses up and running. I'm not sure if the children were quite old enough for you to be fully embedded in that world of looking for um, entertainment and experiences for them. Um, or were you already kind of going down that road and that's what gave you the idea for Kadaddle? Oh, yeah, I was absolutely... I, I'm the kind of person that always loves to be busy and loves to get out and do things. And I had been the kind of person who would use products like Design My Night or different apps for finding things to do before I had kids around London. And it was natural to me once I had kids to start thinking from when they were young toddlers, you know, where can we go this weekend? Where has a sensory play? What what's on at the science museum, where can they go and see, you know, a, a certain show for a character they liked. And I just couldn't believe once I was experiencing that, how poorly parents were served by technology when it came to the most important job of all, which is bringing up your kids. And it was 100% the catalyst when I met my business partner that she and I both came to it for separate reasons that we couldn't believe that technology had overlooked a lot of the parenting journey and the journey of raising children and did you already know your business partner or is this one of these you know proper mumpreneur stories where you met at a soft play 
um, and you were bemoaning, you know, the same sort of things. Um, how did well, the it wasn't quite a soft play? Um, it was a hen party, um, but but similar um, in that you know there was there was lots of merriment to be had, um, and she was sat next to me, having been a very close friend of my cousin who um, I hadn't grown up with because she was quite a few years older. And we got talking about work and life. And yes, effectively, the conversation went down the line of, you know, exactly what I just said earlier about couldn't believe that, you know, parenting was hard enough, let alone not having any technology products to support it when you could launder your shirt in five minutes on an app and you could order your food in 10 minutes on an app. It seemed so counterintuitive. And effectively, after that night, the rest the rest was history. And it became a question of not if, but when I would go and do it with her. And so in 2017, um, I feel like you're right, there was comparatively very little content out there from a technology or even a social media point of view um, for parents and for um, kid-focused content. Obviously now, I mean, it's exploded, um, you know, maybe a year or so, you know, you go onto Instagram and every other account is a mummy account. Um, there's so much content out there. Um, have you found that this has kind of boosted Kidaddle um, in terms of, I suppose, traffic to your site or ideas or just general open-mindedness to this sort of content? I think, yeah, you're right. There's just definitely been a trend in terms of, you know, looking at content. Well, we, we've taken, as users, we've taken the power back through sites like Instagram to create the kind of content we want to read rather than waiting for people to create that content for us. So we've been part of that journey as, as mums. And I definitely think the last year, especially since lockdown, has meant people are on their screens more than ever and are looking to connect through content and community and therefore, platforms like ours, which you know serve you know hundreds of thousands of families at different levels of their parenting journey, become really important alongside bloggers in the parenting space and and other contributors. And the great thing about Kidaddle is we we're not a kind of either or. Oh, you come to us or you go to them. We're about showcasing the best of what's out there in the categories for the interests of your children and families. So. We work with a lot of influencers and bloggers to create the kind of content that parents want to engage with. And what um, ages does the content on Kidaddle focus on? So we, we're very passionate about the fact that, you know, I told you earlier that I, I was looking for this content with toddlers, you know, mm. and I'm looking for it now with older children in a different way. And so we, we pride ourselves on serving the whole parenting journey from tots to teenagers, um, because whether it's about finding somewhere or some lovely music to play or some sensory things to do with a baby or whether it's about how to engage with your teen as they grow and develop um we want Kadaddle to have a place in parents hearts and minds for the entirety of that journey rather than just one phase um, so you quit your day job um in order to set up Kadaddle, is that right yes how uh, from kind of a work-life balance um point of view how did that affect your life i'd say um it's been mixed in the sense of, there's you know, ultimate freedom comes from being your own boss, and but so does ultimate responsibility. So when you're an employee, you may need to work to rule, um, and you may need to put in the hours, but often when you go home at the end of the day, you know, you've left work, at least partially, at work. Whereas when you're a founder, 
you don't have that luxury and you're effectively always on even at times you're supposed to be off so balance is more like the pendulum can swing both ways and what's you know I read something recently about you know all the balls being in the air and you just need to work out which of the balls are glass and which of the balls are plastic because the glass ones like your marriage and your children um, and your health you really can't afford to drop whereas the plastic ones you know cancelling a friend or moving a play date or you know falling back on a deadline that's not life and death they will bounce back and you have to as a working parent always be cognizant of which balls you're juggling at any given time and be comfortable with the fact that while some are in your hand some will be up in the air and some will be on the floor and do you find that your um i suppose the number of balls that you're juggling have changed over the over the time that you've been running Kadaddle, you know, as it's grown, it's not kind of such a startup anymore. And equally, your children are older. So has that affected the balance of the balls at all? I mean, I wish I could say yes, because, you know, as a founder, I'm naturally like a positive person that believes in better. And I always think, you know, around the corner is is perhaps more of a balance because, you know, you go through these massive mountains that you climb and, you know, you always think like the brink, you know, the summit of that mountain, there's a plateau and I'll be able to have a kind of more balanced time. But the truth is, we're very much still in startup phase where there's a huge amount to do and a huge demand for what we're doing. Um, and it and it is quite relentless in terms of just getting everything done to a certain standard. So I have yet to experience a time where I can kind of sit back, survey my fabulous team and say, right, where's, where's the kettle? Um, let's put my feet up. But, you know, it, it's like a child, you know, as it grows, it, the demands are different and what you need to give it is different. So, you know, the the, the joy of, of building a business is that as, as you take it on its journey, you, you go on a journey and it's the same as the joy of raising children, you know, what they needed when they were one and what they need when they're eight is very different. Um, so the way I spend my time may be different, but the intensity of the time currently is, is still pretty much the same. And I'd say to anyone who's listening who wants to set up their own business, if it's more than a sole trader kind of business, I'm sure even with that, you know, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And you have to be prepared to kind of constantly put the work in over the long haul rather than, you know, oh, in three months, I'll be able to kick back and, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor. It's never worked like that in my experience. And how do you manage with um, kind of your day to day um, the family responsibilities, I suppose. Do you work a nine-to-five day and then pick up again once the kids are in bed? Do you have a different structure? I mean, in a way, this is this has been quite a good year in terms of the fact that obviously all of life is melded into one. So when I was working in town, I'd be in town at least four days a week in our offices, and then I'd be home and do pick up one day a week, and would have help from family and an au pair in the in the meantime. But now that everything's all together and grandparents are shying away from the school gates and you know I'm only down the road I'm really enjoying being able to do pick up and engage after school and you know because the children got used to it over lockdown so I have three kids and now they're all at the same school for the first time ever and you know we have a nice time when I pick them up we have a cup of tea we have a chat about the day and in lockdown they got used to the fact that I'd then just go back to work and that would be that and they would be in the playroom or do, doing some reading or seeing friends for a play date. And 
our au pair when I obviously was working would would be with them. But but it's become much more natural feeling than when I used to be working from home and I used to feel very bad about being here and then being here. It wasn't a comfortable feeling. But now that life has demanded it, I think we found quite a nice rhythm where pe- people in the family kind of, we all understand the ebbs and flows and mummy working is just a thing, but it doesn't detract from anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think that's really interesting, actually. That's an interesting um, approach to it uh, that I haven't really heard. But I suppose um, we're, all, we're all still getting used to it, aren't we? Getting used to working from home and working different hours and different patterns. Um, and the good thing about children is that they're so adaptable. So I suppose you know, the fact that we are all working from home is kind of becoming second nature to them, even if we still feel as adults like we're navigating it um, for the first time still. Um, so that's really interesting. So this this new content that the kind of the new content side of the of Kidaddle um, that you've been building, um, do you test this content out on your children at all? Um, you know, anything that's aimed at kind of their age group, do you run it by them or? Absolutely. I mean, they're the most, you know, probably overstimulated. (laughs) They, 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 uh, they not only get to road test everything, but they also used to get kind of taken to a lot of stuff. You know, we had sleepovers on, on boats in glamping. We used to go to see loads of shows, even shows that they wouldn't have necessarily gravitated to because we were road testing them. And we get, if it's not my family, we get, cadaddlers to try out inventory and we're going to start getting them to try out products that we've been asked to review um, because we don't like to put anything up on the site unless it's got the cadaddler seal of approval so this year we'll see a lot more of the community coming in not just my own family and the families of our team but the families of cadaddlers that have supported our journey we want we want to hear from them we want them to test products we want them to feed back and we want them to be part of this process as we grow and evolve it feels like um they are kind of ideas and qualities that you've taken from your job, your job is in the banking sector and in the law sector, you know, where you have to be really rigorous, really detail oriented. Um, do you think that's kind of fed into the way you run Kidaddle? Without a doubt. I mean, like if anyone, you know, is thinking for themselves or for their children about kind of doing a qualification like accountancy or law, it sounds dry, but my God, it gives you the most rigorous training in terms of the way to evaluate problems and to look at any contract you might see or any commercial materials you might encounter and you know once once a lawyer always a lawyer and I I was lucky enough to have five years at Linklater's um you know working in that practice so I I really I take that with me into everything and uh, much to the chagrin of people around me sometimes because I, I am quite methodical. I do go into detail and I am the kind of work till it's done person just from being, you know, working all the hours in, in those days at law firms. But it doesn't ever leave you. And I also actually think that a lot of what being in a startup is about is actually the kind of things you learn in the youth movement. I think half of the way of innovating, way of iterating, way of thinking on your feet um, and making things happen very quickly with bare materials and just, you know, a bit of chutzpah comes from from a youth movement background that I had for many years. And do you think you have to use those skills, you know, when lockdown hit, you said obviously you changed the course of Kidaddle slightly from 
um, kind of events and activities um, when we went into lockdown to focus more on content. Um, how long do you think it took you to kind of pivot to that in your mind? Well, interestingly, it did. It, it was one of those things that we'd already decided to double down on content because content is just a way of enhancing what you already have. So we always thought that rather than just, you know, do you want to book to Christmas at Q, it would be great if you could read the top 15 things to do there or the best places to go for dinner afterwards or the best things to do in the afternoon before it opens, etc. So we were already really producing a lot of quality content for the parent and family experience. And we already had both the resources and, and the team to deliver that. So when lockdown came along, we just focused those resources into the kind of problems and questions that people were experiencing, rather than saying from scratch, should we write about it? Because we were already writing. It's just what we were writing changed, if that makes sense. And where do you get your ideas from content? Is it from the uh, Kidaddle community? Um, do you come up with kind of a content plan, almost like a magazine would? So it's everything. So we have an amazing community on Facebook and across our social media channels. And we're inundated with both questions and messages about things people would like to see on Kidaddle and things they'd like us to explore. When we're thinking of writing a new series, like in the summer, we did a whole series on the best vacation spots. We canvassed our community and said, where are you thinking of going and what do you want to know? So we made sure that we ranked places we covered in order of demand rather than what we thought was right. We also look at, you know, the trends we see coming up through the market, things we see across social media, things we see people asking, parents asking questions about. Um, and we we also have a team of parents who, who tell us what they are thinking about, concerned about and looking forward to, which we feature in our newsletter that goes out for free four times a week. So that's really become much more of a content focus with events included, but it's about understanding where families are at at the moment and serving them content to inspire um, and help. You mentioned that um, you as a family did lots of testing of the, um, the activities that you offered on Kadaddle. Um When we went into lockdown, was that a bit of a shock to you as a family as a whole kind of being? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was in terms of the fact that, you know, that had punctuated our weekends, sometimes after school, uh, certainly holidays and I think I don't think there's a family out there that would be listening to this podcast that hadn't thought my goodness there's been a lot of changes to our normal from this this phase and for us it was quite magnified but it also was all of the sports clubs that the kids do and seeing the grandparents and all the other things that make up you know what you see as your kind of day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week life and I think we were all just so keen to try and keep our families as healthy and um, happy in terms of mental health as possible that I, I don't think a lot of us dwelled on what we were missing rather than trying to make the most of, you know, having a roof over our heads and being together. But my goodness, of course, it was a massive adjustment. And to have that adjustment at the same time as our business having to make a fundamental adjustment was a lot, was a lot to navigate. Have you found that there's a particular area of content that's been um, more popular over the last few months? I mean, we've seen like arts and crafts and 
kind of sporting things you can do at home go off the cliff in terms of people's interest and appetite, uh, especially things when you don't need to go to a shop and buy a million things to be able to do them. You know, the easy, quick hacks that you can do something really fun that you never thought of before. People love that. And, and as well, they've liked the kind of indoor exercise as a family things. Even past Joe Wicks, there's been a lot of popularity with kind of finding ways to keep active if it's been, you know, like the weather last weekend, you know, when you have torrential rain, people are looking for it as well. And um, obviously the weather does dictate how much indoor versus outdoor. Um, and also the public sentiment will dictate how much we do this winter, I suppose, and, and what the rules are. Have you found that there's a particular area of content that's been um, more popular over the last few months? I mean, we've seen like arts and crafts and kind of sporting things you can do at home go off the cliff in terms of people's interest and appetite, uh, especially things when you don't need to go to a shop and buy a million things to be able to do them. You know, the easy, quick hacks that you can do something really fun that you never thought of before. People love that. And and as well, they've liked the kind of indoor exercise as a family things. Even past Joe Wicks, there's been a lot of popularity with kind of finding ways to keep active if it's been, you know, like the weather last weekend, you know, when you have torrential rain, people are looking for it as well. And um, obviously the weather does dictate how much indoor versus outdoor. Um, and also the public sentiment will dictate how much we do this winter, I suppose, and, and what the rules are. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tricky winter. Yes. Um, We're all in it together. And that's the most important thing. And that, you know, as families, we've just got to keep our kids on the most even keel possible um, with with a, a attention to to the mental health of our of our children and our families as much as you know to the things they're missing just to make sure that if things do change and we go back into lockdown we we find our coping mechanisms for, for us and our kids um agreed have you discovered any activities that you like to do as a family or your kids discovered anything that they've become particularly um, interested in that you weren't necessarily aware of um, or you know actively involved in um, I suppose pre-lockdown but also pre-cadaddle yeah so I think we've discovered as a family a real appreciation for the outdoors near our home rather than always kind of getting in a car and going to a place you know we've realized within a 10 minute walk of us we've got an amazing kind of nature reserve where you can pick wild garlic and you can see amazing wild flowers and a bit of bit of nature as well. Um, and there's a lovely stream. And, you know, I can safely say, having lived where we've lived since our children were basically born, we hadn't really discovered some of the joys that were on our doorstep. Even like now, just going out for a long walk and a cup of coffee and a hot chocolate, you know, that's become a real chance to connect without there being an agenda, but just by kind of, being outside and being physical rather than kind of you know that festering around the tv and that can be much closer to home than than anything special but it becomes special just by nature of doing it together um we've discovered arts and crafts we now went crazy with arts and crafts over over lockdown just to have things to do at home that were accessible so one of my sons has discovered a love of marbling where you put all the inks in a vat of water and you swish them around and then you effectively add the paper and make these incredible you know, different creations and somebody else has really got into kind of pouring in clay into moulds that you can make for dinosaurs and then you can paint them. And there's been a lot of indoor games and indoor football that we hadn't really been doing before. Um, and 
you know, of course, there's also been a lot more of the demand for screen time. So it's all about balance, right? You know, trying to to balance the ebb and flow. And interestingly, the school have recently sent through a lot of reading materials on apps, which is quite interesting because you can turn your back and find they're not quite on the reading app they were supposed to be on. So, you know, I think it's trying to balance technology with the great outdoors and with harnessing um, the thrills of arts and crafts and creativity away from simply doing things on a screen. Yeah, it's interesting that the school is sent through reading on apps. Yeah. Um, how how have you found kind of the homeschooling aspect um, of lockdown? I mean, obviously they're back at school now, which I think most parents are very grateful for. Um, but how did you find that in terms of both, I suppose, the new skill set, but also, you know, juggling it with your work? I think that, yeah, I mean, the if I, uh, being a bit of a type A person, you know, if I was just at home all day doing homeschooling, I kind of might have, got more of the hang of it than I did with everything else I had going on so it was quite impossible to do a day of homeschooling and a day of running cadaver um single-handedly uh, with my husband who was um had to kind of go out physically to work at least three to four days every week as soon as you know offices were allowed to reopen so it it, it was uh, at best a challenge um there were great days where I was on top of the world thinking, yeah, this is easy. And there were terrible days where I didn't get anything done and just thought, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get through? And um, I just tried to basically get get the bare minimum in terms of maths and English done, not sweat the small stuff and keep to the big picture and realise that at the ages my children are, it's not about the number of hours. It's just about keeping your hand in and keeping your brain ticking over rather than kind of, force feeding hours of learning that I couldn't manage because I just didn't have the bandwidth to do it all. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I mean, what with all the extracurricular cadaddle testing exactly. they were doing, they, they must have been. They, they had it all covered. <laughs> I think, I think um, yeah, school, school is about so much more than learning. You know, school is about learning about social relationships, interaction, how to become, you know, how to grow up and become the person you're going to be. And I think my children, that was the thing they missed the most, you know, not the framework of the lessons, not that their mother was a worse, you know, homeschooler than their teacher. It was more that the blend of, of the teaching and the social setting and everything you learn about each other and yourself is so important at school. Yeah, for sure. I think the social aspect um, was really difficult for children. Um, has any of your content on Kidaddle touched on that or have you had any call from your various community groups to um I don't know look into that or find ways yeah, to bridge we've that we've had to because of the demand from our audience so we have a section on the website called four parents and the four parents section is everything from you know how to help your children's mental health to you know elements of things you can do as parents to aid them and yourselves in that journey and a bit of a few things for laughs along the way so the four parents section is kind of the 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 route into all of that sort of content, which is is what we have all been thinking through this extended period. Have you found that your family time has changed um, recently? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, there's been a lot, obviously, a lot more of it. Um, and in yeah. a sense, my children are also that bit older, so they've got real characters and, you know, real wants and needs, but also they're quite amusing company. Um, and, you know, I've learned a lot about them 
in a whole nother way this year for, for all of those reasons. And I think our time, what's important is, is trying to structure the time so that, you know, you don't feel like you're just, yeah, you've got Netflix on and then the weekend's gone. So we do still stick true to our principles of having things in the diary, whether it's just an appointment with each other, you know, we're going to go out and do this, or we're going to go to this forest, or we're going to go, you know, and have lunch, or, you know, we're going to go and see a movie or whatever it might be. But we do try to keep a structure so that we we make that time, we ring fence it to make it count rather than, you know, just saying, well, we've got all the time in the world together, let's just hang out. We, we, do, we do keep busy. Um, but we also have three kids with three different interests. So it's trying to honour that as well in a busy family life. Now, I can imagine, you know, it's lovely for the kids to, I suppose, have each other. You know, there's a built-in social system there. Um, but as you say, they will all have yes. different interests. So you've got to juggle that, yeah, haven't before you? They, before you start trying to juggle three sets of play dates all the time. So that's a whole other conversation. Um, so I, I'm asking everyone two questions. Um at the end of every podcast. Um, so the first p- question um, that I'm asking is, what piece of kit, um, other than Kadaddle, of course, um, that's around now but wasn't when your children were young, um, but you wish had been? What is there a piece of kit that you wish had been around? Well, is this selfish to say AirPods? <laughs> no. Because for a mother um, who's got any kind of, other life going on after your baby's a newborn when you've got airpods on you know you could walk i can't i never used to be able to go for a walk with a sleeping baby in a pram and actually kind of listen to a podcast or you know do anything with my hands free you know it's just it's been a bit of a revelation to kind of the listening the the engaging with life around you even when you feel a bit isolated um and being able to use your hands in a way that when you had newborns you would really need to so I think they've been an amazing revelation. And I think that the thing I'm quite jealous of is that baby zen yo-yo buggy where people can kind of, I think, nip into planes and just have a buggy ready. Because having had twins, the last thing I ever had was anyone with a buggy ready. And I had some hairy moments at airports for quite some time coming on and off planes if we went anywhere back in the day when people went somewhere. Um, and and I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to have had that. <laughs> no. Because... <laughs> For a mother um, who's got any kind of other life going on after your baby's a newborn, when you've got AirPods on, you know, you could walk. I can't, I never used to be able to go for a walk with a sleeping baby in a pram and actually kind of listen to a podcast or, you know, do anything with my hands free. You know, it's just, it's been a bit of a revelation to kind of the listening, the, the engaging with life around you, even when you feel a bit isolated. Um, and being able to use your hands in a way that when you had newborns, you would really need to. So I think they've been an amazing revelation. And I think that the thing I'm quite jealous of is that baby zen yo-yo buggy where people can kind of, I think, nip into planes and just have a buggy ready. Because having had twins, the last thing I ever had was anyone with a buggy ready. And I had some hairy moments at airports for quite some time coming on and off planes if we went anywhere back in the day when people went somewhere. Um, and and I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to have had that. And then finally, what's the best advice that you've ever been given in business or parenting? Oh, goodness. That's a big one. Um, the best advice I've ever been given. I suppose you've got a lot of different um, kind of areas that you could have been given advice in. 
um, given all your various careers? I mean, every day I learn something new from either a colleague, a friend or or a business connection um, or a mum at the school gates, you know, that I'm learning, we're all learning all the time. And I think, you know, points like I made earlier about kind of the balls that you juggle in your life and the fact that some are glass, some are plastic and knowing what's what and being checking in with yourself, I think is really, is really, really something that I've taken to heart. And I I think about every day when I'm trying to juggle everything. And also in understanding that your mental health and your resilience is critical for both any family initiatives or business initiatives, because you need to be the best version of yourself to help the people around you. And I think it, it was more learning than advice, but I've learned the hard way through getting kind of burnt out that unless you focus on some element of your own health and well-being, you actually don't have the cuts spilling over to help others. So I think they've been my my biggest learnings of this journey and that trying to do anything is a marathon and not a sprint. And you have to build in resilience to everything that you do. And you have to kind of stop talking to yourself in a way that doesn't help your goals. You know, this kind of negative self-talk that women can be prone to is not a good idea when being a parent or being a business person and I think the biggest learning there is that guilt is a completely wasted emotion um, and that you shouldn't, if you're going to do anything outside the family or within the family, own it, make it your own and do it to the best that you can, best of your abilities, but don't get dragged down by the weight of guilt because it doesn't help them, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help what you're doing. So if you're going to do it, just do it. In advice, especially in this era where we've coined the phrase mum guilt. Um, yeah, great. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. That was really uh, interesting. Thanks it was for really great me. to talk to you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Remember to check back here for the next instalment of The Big Juggle or hit subscribe so it downloads automatically. Thank you.